Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jay Mert? What up, Monica? How you doing today? Hashtag fight me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good. I'm ready, too. I got my boxing gloves on. Good. Ready to go after this. Thanks to everybody joining us. We appreciate you being here as always. And today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. Do you think that professional ethics trump personal ethics oh my god so do professional ethics kind of come first over personal how do these two things work together for agents let's hash this out i can't even imagine what you're gonna say i just, <laughs> i really i, I, I feel like i don't even know you on this subject <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna say either i think like i think we need to create a little bit of context so let's like do. the nar came down with some new like rules and regulations for real estate agents. And I think at face value, like the rules, they kind of like made sense. Right. But like, mm -hmm. at what point does your profession dictate your ethics? And at what point do they override your personal ethics? Cause at some point there will be like a disagreement potentially, like mm -hmm. it feels like we're headed that way. Can you give me an example where those two things might cross? Well, sure I can. <laughs> okay. So there is, there was like a, uh, I think it was like a guy in Montana who was, uh, he's a minister, but he's also a real estate agent. And so he's part of the clergy of, I don't know what kind of church it is, but a church where they feel that homosexuality is against the Bible teachings. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he, him and his, I don't even know what they're called. Like the members of the church. Yeah. Oh, sure. Ah. Congregation. The congregation. Yeah. No, this is like my understanding of the story. So like normally they um, participate in this food pantry, this like a third party food pantry, mm -hmm. but the third party food pantry wanted them to put flyers in there about the LBGT community and embracing them and all this stuff. And he was like, you know, this is like really against what we teach. So we're going to do our own food pantry this year, whatever. Well, he's a realtor and NAR came down with a no hate speech. So somebody... I guess, like, said mm. they felt like that was a, a violation of him being a realtor. Was and they figured it was like in line with hate speech, and so he's like, now it's. I don't think he ended up getting in trouble. I think like, I don't remember the exact outcome, but basically they're saying like, he. I guess the question is, is he acting? Yeah. As a realtor, where we are, like we have a duty to kind of help and serve everybody equally regardless of you know mm -hmm. fair housing issue right that's a federal law but mm -hmm. now we have this nar code of ethics that says is well one is that hate speech i think the they were saying it was not hate speech right um, right 
Because okay. he didn't shout like rate like slurs about right. He wasn't people. posting about we won't feed the LGBTQ <laughs> community. Like, right. to eat. Like that right. wasn't happening, right? But right. like he was like, we're just gonna go play over here in our corner. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, but he was also acting as as the pastor of his church, and that's what their church believes. So I guess the part of the problem is like when religion comes in to play. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Wow. As a that's member interesting. of the LGBTQ. BTQ community. Yes. Yes. Full disclosure. I am obviously a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And what I guess to break this down, I think that the question is the NAR ethics are really driven around you acting as an agent in a fiduciary responsibility, right? Or is that saying we have to behave in a certain way, even outside of our, and that's duty. the question. So he was not being a realtor at the time and right. it went to an ethics committee. So yeah. at what point does your professional life dictate when you're in your personal life? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, like it mm-hmm. seems uh, while I disagree with him on a a moral ethical level. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think he, like for me, I think he has the right to be like, I don't want to participate in that because we as a group don't believe that. I mean, there's t- how many churches out there say that yeah. it's against the Bible? Like so many, I mean, all right. of them, right? Like pretty much. Right. And we can disagree with that. But for the purpose of this conversation, we have to acknowledge that there are those beliefs out there. And they're usually rooted in religion. Yeah. And yeah. And even if, even if this specific instance is not, is, is one that most of us can say, like, I mean, we, we don't think hate speech is a good thing, right? Like nobody, nobody thinks that, Mm -hmm. but it's like, one, do we really have to say it? (laughs) Right. Uh, Unfortunately, in the environment that we've created over the last say few years. Yeah. Apparently we do have to say it. We have to say no hate speech. Yes. And where does, there's going to be a rule at some point as a realtor that you're supposed to behave in a certain way mm-hmm. that will at some point go against what you believe is your personal ethics. It will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so where does that, where's that line? Well, I think the line comes in where you will have to make a decision about your license. Because if you are licensed and you are a member of the NAR, then you must operate under those codes. That's just a part of having your license. If at some point you have to make a decision like I either have to follow the code of NAR ethics or go against my ethical beliefs, which I'm not sure, obviously, that example, not quite the same. But if that happens, I think you have to determine whether or not you can walk away from your license because you've agreed to play the game. You've gotten your license. You've agreed to play the game by their rules. That's it. Right. I mean, you have to, I I just feel like at some point, like these professional rules and standards, like there are laws in place against discrimination, like actual Mm -hmm. laws. And Mm -hmm. like that, that seems like that should be kind of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So then you have like the code of ethics and the standards of practices and conduct and things like that. But Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I just feel like we have bigger fish to fry than than that because there are laws in place for this type of stuff. Yes, I, you know, in theory, I agree with you. The problem is we have one point 
what, 4 million realtors? And that's problem. Blow that shit. <laughs> We've got a very large pool of people and you have to have tight guidelines when you've but they're got not tight. Like freaking wild west. Hate speech is somebody else. Like who, who determines that? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, that's been the long time issue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the battle of free speech and hate speech. And, right. and now we're laying this Balance. like NAR ethics code on top of all of this. And, but I think the simple, like in my simple brain, which is all I've got is when you agree to play by the rules of your governing body, the license, you know, that you've agreed to take, then you've got, you've got to play by those rules if you want to continue having that license. I agree. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I just think that like, probably for me on this topic, like, as I don't really like a lot of rules. So Mm -hmm. I think like, I think they have too many rules in things when we have like other issues to worry about. You know what I mean? Like, we all do. We have to treat customers fa- fairly. Like it is the law, like the actual law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Do we need all this? We don't need all this governing other- body uh, on top of it. Uh, yeah. Like, did you treat somebody unfairly while you were doing real estate? Like, are you allowed to treat people unfairly in your personal life? Or I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's insane. Well, somewhere along the way, all of these laws and ethics codes have been created because somebody effed up, right? Like we've this, had an issue. So, this one specifically, like we did a better call Saul on this. This one specifically feels like a reaction mm-hmm. because of the climate. So because of the social climate, rather mm-hmm. than because if somebody violated this law, right, then they probably violated fair housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, and I'm a member of the LGBTQ and I'm sorry that this man feels this way. Of course, I obviously d- completely disagree with him. However, it is his right to not participate in a fun, charitable kind of event that, you know, doesn't align with him? I don't I think that's outside of the scope of his role as an agent. I agree. I yeah. think like I agree with you in that there are like, there are certain things that we have to participate because we have the license. Right. And like Mm -hmm. you said is true, but I think that these rules and guidelines need to be minimal because I don't know, because we have laws. Mm -hmm. You think there's like duplicated. Oh my God. Have you looked at even a contract? So duplicate the contract itself is duplicated. I know it's so true. Oh my God, every time I get an addendum from a a buyer agent, I'm like, dude, this is literally in the contract. (laughs) Well, we want to put it on an addendum. Why? Have you read the contract? (laughs) It's in there. I think duplication is going to be like the top of your list of things that irritates you then. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things that irritate me, but when I I found out too, um, thanks to Chris Summer, he said that it's not a czar S, it's a czarina. A czarina. I'm czarina. Oh, I like that better. You are the czarina of real estate. A tiara. Let me, well, let's break. And then let me ask a question, like a different kind of ethical situation when we come back, maybe. All right, cool. Yeah, let's take a break and um, hear a word from our partners. And when we return, Monica's going to put the smack down. 
Hi, guys. It's Monica Weekly, the founder of GhostPoster.com. Hey, have you ever wondered what should I post today? I know I need to post on Facebook about real estate. I just don't know what to post. If you've ever thought about that, GhostPoster.com solves that for you. Fresh new ideas in your email every day and a library of hundreds of real estate related posts that'll help you earn more referrals, save time, brand yourself, get great engagement and eliminate all the stress. Go to ghostposter.com, use code Fight Club to get $50 off your annual membership. That's G H O S T P O S T R.com. Hey guys, it's Monica here. I am so excited to introduce you to Real Estate Fight Club's newest partnership, Cyberbacker. Cyberbacker is the best in the business for virtual assistants. How do I know this? Because I am a Cyberbacker customer and I love this company. I have my favorite, Frances. She is my Cyberbacker, been with me for over a year. She's amazing. She makes me better. She's eager to help. She's on time. She's disciplined. She's awesome. And this company, Cyberbacker, has figured out the system. From the interviewing process to find out what I need, to the interviewing process to interview several cyberbackers, to the onboarding process, to the training process, very buttoned up, very awesome. You and I both know it's time for you to leverage. It's time for you to take that step and Cyberbacker is a really safe, awesome solution. Make sure to mention Fight Club and you will be getting a free gift. All right, do it. Make the call. See ya. All right, welcome back to the battle inside of the ring. Today we're tiptoeing around a bunch of stuff ethically. Oh my God. Trying not to get in trouble with the NAR who apparently listens to us every once in a while. So here's my question. There are some things and, and gosh, I'm a horrible agent for maybe not knowing this exactly, but there are some things that are a little gray in the professional code mm-hmm. where you're your personal ethics would probably bubble up in a real estate role. For instance, you know, have not having to disclose some uh, something that horrible that happened in the house, like a personal event of some sort. Right. But knowing in your heart that that is something that would be important to a buyer, mm-hmm. but you're representing the seller like how do you talk to your seller about like what's kind of wouldn't it just be right to disclose the whole thing even though maybe the letter of the law says you don't have to disclose i mean i think you have to decide that for yourself right like Mm -hmm. you have to be like if it were me because these these have come up right and it's Mm -hmm. like hey we should probably take down your nazi flag we probably disclose Mm -hmm. that there's a ghost in here we should right. probably, you know, do this stuff. Like right. you want to sell your house, right? Like yep. this is important. They're going to find out, like, mm-hmm. let's just disclose it. Let's just do the right know, thing. Do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. most people I find do. Yeah. Now, if they don't, and this mm-hmm. is event, they're like, no, I don't want to, you know, take down my shrine or whatever it is. Right. right? You have to like decide to yourself, okay, do I want, it doesn't make sense for me to work with this client. And do I have to participate? Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Like you also have a choice. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. That's a damn choice. And, and that's where I think in some cases, personal ethics, Trump professional, because I got to sleep with myself at night. 
Yeah, okay. Right okay. So let's say there was something like that, but it was like kind of a gray area. Mm-hmm. And like they deemed it for whatever reason, like hate speech, and they took you to the board. Mm-hmm. Like you're risking that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd be real familiar if, if it's Greg, I would make sure I'm real familiar with the letter of the law. If I did decide to move forward, I would make sure that, of course, I wasn't crossing any lines there. If I was deciding whether or not to um, skirt around my own personal feelings on something. Yeah. Which I don't because I that that is where I will say I feel strongly is I'm always going to want to put my head on the pillow at night and feel good about myself. I just percent agree that. Yeah. Yes. And if I lose $30,000 because of it, so freaking be it. It always bites you in the ass anyway, you know, somewhere yeah, down the road. Well, and here's the thing. You can still be a real estate agent without being a member of NAR. This is true. You just can't call yourself real tour. We don't pronounce say, it right anyway. Say it with me. No, you don't pronounce it right. Say it with me. Come on. <laughs> real tour. Nope. <laughs> no, it is not. Hey, for as much as you like efficiency and lack of duplication, like you're saying something that doesn't need to be there. You're wasting right. a lot of time right. with that. Uh. <laughs> I just like it. I like the A in the middle. Real uh, tour. Real uh, tour. Real yeah. tour. Uh, I don't know if our listeners know, but when we got busted by the NAR for having it, this used to be called Realtor Fight Club. We weren't allowed to use the name realtor, even though both of us are realtors. Right. Jen wanted to call it real a tour fight. Hilarious. <laughs> like all lowercase except for the A in the middle. Like make yeah. that a giant capital. <laughs> That's hilarious. But you were like, people are gonna think we're stupid. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid people would think <laughs> we thought that was the right way to do it. Anyway. I'm be interested to see like what happens as because the social climate is changing, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's, which is, it's good, but it's also like, I don't believe that just because you aren't saying like, you're not saying something or just because you actively participate because you're supposed to, doesn't mean you actually believe in what you're participating Mm in. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a fine line and it'll, it's going to be interesting how it plays out. It is. It is. You know, it's funny we're having this conversation today because just today I had um, a situation where I had to call a broker down in the middle part of Kentucky. I'm licensed in Kentucky, but of course that's several hours away from where we generally sell. Right. And um, I won't go into the whole thing because it's a pretty long story, but I was asking for a favor because of that, that was by the letter of the, the law in Kentucky was not appropriate. It's not that it would have been breaking something, mm-hmm. uh, a law like I don't think I could have gotten trouble for it, but it could have opened up a can of worms. It could oh. have caused a problem. And breaker. So I, yeah, I wasn't obviously intending, of course, and, and it's been <laughs> done a million times by all of us. Okay. But I got schooled by the broker down there who explained why she was so adamant about this not happening. And it had involved a lawsuit that she had been in. So once you've been in, you know, you you see things differently. And I could have been super irritated with her and made my argument, whatever. But you know what? In the end, she's freaking right. Sounds right. She's freaking right. And yeah. I was just trying to be not inconvenienced. And I was trying to get something done for my client and make it happen fast and blah, blah, blah. And she was right. 
And I'm humbled by her ability to say, check yourself here. Like before let's you wreck back. yourself. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so even though you and I, I think operate out of the same, like, come on, it's going to be fine. Come on, come on, come on. Let's just, you know, whatever. There are rules to help us not get ourselves in trouble in some cases too. Well, and luckily we have those people that are rule followers, like yes, Rachel yes. and Jim from our, what would you do episode? Rachel and Jim and my wife <laughs> and all yeah. the people. Yeah. Exactly. Editing this podcast right now. Love you, Sharon. Hi, she, she. Keeping <laughs> us on the straight and narrow. <laughs> Thanks for, I need a wife. <laughs> you do. <laughs> oh, then you can be part of the LGBTQ community and oh, you can get yeah. mad at this freaking pastor or whatever. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to have to be to the end of today. I really am curious what you guys think as the listeners and how you feel on this subject. Do your personal ethics, you know, come into play and kind of trump even the professional standards we're required to follow? Or, you know, do you just look at it like I'm following the letter of the law and I'm going to keep my own personal feelings out of this? I think that I'm curious what you guys think. So yeah, like go ahead and go to have run into. Yeah. Know. What you've run into. Yeah. Please private message us or go to our Facebook page or Instagram page. Oh. We are real Turk fight club podcast on both of those. We love hearing from you. We love you subscribing and sharing this content as well. We really appreciate it. Oh yeah. And if you have questions about EXP, feel free to give Monica and I a call at 513-400-1691. Oh, All right, hey, oh yeah. Hey. Real quick. They should also check out our YouTube page. Yeah. Real Estate Fight Club YouTube page. We do show the videos of these recordings. So if you like to see our mugs, you can go there. <laughs> we also have the video um, when we did this with Better Call Saul too. And he's got a cool perspective because he's been in real estate longer than I've been alive. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you guys have been listening, you probably realize Jen does a couple spinoffs of this. We do this every week, but then Jen also does What Would You Do? The WWYD and then Better Call Saul, who is, yes, a he's plethora of information. He's amazing. It's like the <laughs> original founder of the internet or something. I know he's like, um, an encyclopedia. He's like Wikipedia <laughs> than us weekly. Yeah. No, I'm just, he doesn't really gossip. He's more Wikipedia. That's right. All right. I'll see you next time. Bye Monica. Bye. All right. We have our tiebreaker here. You may recognize her voice from the, what would you do episodes on Wednesday? Hey, Rachel real. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Great. How are you? Fantastic. So what am I breaking a tie on for today? Who, who do I get to side with today? <laughs> um, obviously me, of course. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, well, we'll see. I, we'll I can't see. wait to just to figure out who I am siding with. I know you just, the thing I like about you is you really don't play favorites. You're just no, like, I don't. everybody's wrong. And here's the right <laughs> way. <laughs> now come sit in the principal's office and take your, right. Mind. Come, come take a seat, take a number. Right. Exactly. Right, so what are we talking about today? All right. Do you think professional ethics trumps personal ethics? So in what way? Are you talking about like behavior of an agent in a real estate transaction? That's, or are you talking about like oversight of, of things like NAR and IAR and the code of ethics? Yeah. Kind of putting them, you know, over, overseeing what you do on, an every, on, on a basis, personally and professionally. More like rules. Do if you okay. have a professional rule that okay. didn't really align with your 
like the rules you have for yourself as a person in okay. your personal life, what carries more weight? Let me ask you this. So from a code of ethics You're standpoint. You're supposed to be answering. I know, right? I'm going to answer your question with a question. Okay. So from, from, a, from a code of ethics standpoint, is there anything in the code of ethics? And I'm assuming you might be referencing some of the new articles that have just been added for 2022 or right. some of the modifications. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in there that you feel would put you in a position personally to dictate what your personal morals and ethics are over what the, the board of NAR says. So, I mean, like, for instance, NAR says you cannot discriminate, use hate speech, epi- you know, racial epithets, all kinds of different things when it comes to your professional life. Do you feel like there's a way really to separate that behavior from personal behavior? I guess I look at it and go, if, if the NAR tells me I have to not do that, Let's hope I'm not doing that in real life. I almost feel like there is really almost no way to separate that because I'm a person who like racial epithets and, 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 you know, inappropriate slang words for, for different things or something that never comes out of my mouth. Right. So it would never come out of my mouth on a professional level either. But you could be offensive. I could be offensive. Yeah. Like part of it is, I mean, you could, like, I'm sure there's been times where you, somebody took what you said as like offensive, even though you did not have an intention of being offensive. I guess I suppose it depends on what the intent is. So some of these new case interpretations discuss the intent behind what was said. So there's one particular case interpretation where they talk about um, a, a licensed realtor who's also a leads a Bible study group at right. his church. Right. And they discuss, you know, what different groups of people have said about different, different statements. And so, you know, in the course of one of these Bible study groups, a statement was said something to the effect of some people have said X, Y, and Z about, you know, this particular group and someone filed a complaint. Right. So in that case, that, that realtor ultimately was found not in violation only because, you know, the, the way he framed it, which is some people have said X, Y, and Z about this is not putting his personal beliefs out, you know, for, for people to assume that's what his personal beliefs are Mm -hmm. but rather to you know to start a discussion about a particular topic now if someone says uses the n-word on a regular basis I don't know if if I know that someone's using the n-word on a personal on a personal basis on a regular basis I'm not sure that's someone I would want to do business with right because I feel like if you're using you don't just turn your language on and off based on what you know who you're surrounded by Mm -hmm. so I almost feel like you know there's I, I can see where there's some thought where maybe that's overstepping a little bit just because there's when you're talking of, about yeah, especially religious, yeah. the religious part yeah. of it, because when you have, you know, when you have a, a large or a trade organization determining what you can and can't say about your religion, that's the only part of it that I kind of feel like might get a little bit dicey, mm-hmm. but otherwise, you know, I, I, I think of someone in particular that I know that is a grossly unethical person. Mm-hmm. And also a grossly unethical agent. Right. I don't think there's any way that this particular person could divide and be ethical in a personal basis, in a personal level, and and, and be ethical and professional on a professional level. Like you are. You are who you are. Like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can see. I think you're right. I think there's like, there is a lot of gray area for there's a lot of gray area one and is Mm -hmm. that what 
the the code of ethics will say is like our professional standards. Right. What is the purpose? I don't feel like the purpose of them is to dictate. I mean, it is to dictate how I behave, right? Like that's the whole point, I guess, like as a real estate agent, but like, I think, I think the code of ethics in, in these particular articles and standards of practice are meant to ensure that we all behave in such a way that is professional, even when we're not acting in the capacity of a realtor. When you look at like the type of business that we're in. Tell you that, or do you just do that? Well, and that's the thing. I just do that because again, that's, that's just, right. That's you. I, I don't, I don't think that there is any other, and I don't think there's a way to, to compartmentalize your ethics. Right. Yeah. You're so either, you're an either, un, you're either an ethical person or another, I'm not an unethical right. person. Nobody is going to tell me that I can be unethical personally, but I can't be unethical professionally. Right. It's ridiculous. And if you right. are unethical an ethical person, me telling you to be ethical is not going to change your behavior. It doesn't do a damn bit of good. It's a, right. It, it's, not it's like what's the point? point? Like, do we, do I, so now we're on a bigger question is, do we even need the code of ethics? Probably. Yes. I think you yeah. do because it's, it's holding people accountable to, to a set of <laughs> a set of rules and standards. And fight on that. <laughs> right? I, right? I know we are. We Please turn into what day. would you do? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's the whole point of that is to hold the hold the realtor accountable for their behavior for things that are for rules and regulations that are that are specific only to the real estate business. I agree. You know? I think that's where I agree. And I that's exactly where I think it needs to end. So adding in stuff, especially things that are already federal laws. And adding in things that are more social constructs, I think, is where it gets a little bit hairy. Yeah, I think it's it's more or less an, a, a, a way for them to be able to hold people accountable. And, and I mean, if you look at somebody, if somebody becomes a violator of, of one of these articles that talks about discrimination. So if they do that and they're found in violation one time, they come back a second time, they come back a third time. At some point, you know, there's progressive discipline in these things. Mm-hmm. So if, some, if that happens after multiple times, then that, that agent may be in a position where they're going to lose a license, they're going to get suspended, Maybe. they're no longer going to be able to do that. Yeah. I have, seen, I have seen situations, there was one, it was several years ago, long before I even got into the business, uh, in a neighboring town where someone was found guilty of steering. And lost their license entirely. As they should. So they really, absolutely. You can't but just how many it, you know, have you, buyers in your car and decide based on uh, the color of their skin where you're going to take them to look at houses. I mean, that's nuts. That's, that is. But how many times yeah. have you seen agents that behave unethically that never get in trouble? Often, because we have that, that constant push and pull of, do I, do I fulfill my obligation under the code of ethics to uphold the standards by bringing these people into a, hearing right. and filing a complaint so that because we're a self-placing industry or do I say, well, I need to play nice in the sandbox later right. because I might have a listing that someone else, that that person's going to show. And now I'm, I've pulled them into an ethics hearing. Right. It's that constant struggle of which is the right way to do it. But if you look at the preamble of the code of ethics, part of our duties as agents is to self-police and keep people accountable for their actions. Well, and we did do a, um, an episode about like, should you tattle on other agents? Mm-hmm. And then I think too, if, if people are interested in this conversation, you and I sat down with Saul Klein, which yes. yeah. Um, do you want to tell them about that? 
and who's yeah, we just it was a little bit of a longer you know a longer fun conversation, but we we had a long conversation about how you know how personal ethics and professional ethics can kind of be intertwined you know where the where the line kind of cuts off for for most of us i think all three of us agree that the religion part of it gets a little bit dicey right um and i think maybe something might come of that in the future you just never know um, i think there's a, there's a lot of crossover in the code of ethics when it comes to discrimination mm-hmm. and federal fair housing right. so a lot of those things they're just taking that information it's already illegal yeah it's just saying now it's all it's, it's like- also it's also unethical it's another way to I know, but it makes me crazy because it's just, these are the same like agents that will do addendums for things that are already written in the contract. Oh, dude, just don't like, come on. Line. I'm like, why are, why are we initialing this? It's already an as is sale. Why do we have to say the water softeners as is? We already know that. It's as is. But sure, if you would like an extra set of initials, I'll be glad to put it right there. Oh my God, here's addendum 27B-4. Right, <laughs> right. Let's talk about the, the left foot of the stove being as is too. Right. You know, I mean, it can just, it can get out of control it a little bit. It can get out of hand. Um, but I think if right, people right. like these kind of like higher level conversations, they're interested in this, yeah. they should see our episodes we do with um, Saul Klein. He's been in real estate for over 40 years. He has tons of contacts. He was a trainer. He was the yes. person who actually got real estate listings online, like on the internet. Right. Like he did that. So he has the some- godfather, the, the self-proclaimed godfather of real estate is what we're called. Godfather. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. So, but no, he's got a lot of, a lot of history and a lot of, yep. he's, he's seen things happen from again, 45 years ago through now and how things have changed and evolved and, and um, you know, prior to a lot of these things, even being part of the code of ethics. Exactly. But I think, you know, when you look at the code of ethics, you know, again, it's all related to real estate. So, mm-hmm. When you're talking about, yes, it's illegal to discriminate against people, but when you dial it in a little bit further, it's illegal to discriminate against people and then not show them properties in areas that you feel they might not belong. Right. So that's kind of where the code of ethics ties it in a little bit more to real estate specifically versus just this broad, in general, you know, no, you can't discriminate. No, that makes sense. Well, so, the, so the, the question then becomes, who, who, is, who, who, did, who, who did I side with? <laughs> I'm not telling you. No. You can't tell me? No, come on. <laughs> no, we, we kind of all agree, basically. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a sticky. It's you a are sticky who you are. Topic. No, no piece of paper and no document is, gonna, is going to dictate. And I'm not saying this to be stubborn, but I'm saying it. It's just realistically, it's not possible for you to hand me a piece of paper or a completely unethical person, a piece of paper and say, this is how you must behave or take you it either are going class and they're like, okay, I get it now. Right. You're either, you're, that's, you're either an ethical person in your mind and your brain and your body, or you're not. Right. And, and, and I don't think any code of anything is going to change that. Definitely not. All right, Rachel, if people want to get a hold of you and they have a referral in Chicago or they have a question for you, what is the best way? Best way to reach me is by cell phone at 630-542-8688 or via email at rreal at dealwithreal.com. Awesome. And if they want to watch this longer form conversation, they can go to the Real Estate Fight Club podcast YouTube page and look for the playlist called Better Call Saul. And it's in there. All right, Rachel, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.